Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick with every host of IT and today we're going to talk about digital media trends that you ought to pay attention to. Let's start off with the biggest social media name everybody knows, Facebook, and what's been happening with Facebook lately. First of all, 74% of users on Facebook are women. Think about that. While 62% are men. So when they did a survey saying how many women or how many men are on Facebook, 74% of women said, yes, I do. 62% said, I'm on Facebook on a daily basis, right? So that's interesting to know the demographic on who you're trying to market to and, and attract age-wise. Not much has changed. A little bit has changed in the last couple of years. 13 to 17-year-olds on Facebook, that's 3%. 18 to 24-year-olds, that's around 17%. 25 to 34 is the biggest audience they have. 25% is between eight, uh, 25 to 34 years old. Here's the kicker that you got to look at. 54% of all of Facebook users are above 35 years old. Let me say this one more time. 54% of all of Facebook users are above 35 years old. What does this mean to you? I want to give you a metaphor, an analogy that hopefully this will make sense to you. Imagine if you're going to a party or a nightclub, okay? There is some clubs that are 18 and over, parties that are 18 and over, right? Some that are 21 and over. Some you go to, they're like executive. Some you go to, they're 30, some 40, 50. If you go to the club of Facebook, it's going to be people above 35 years old, which means they're going to be listening to 80s music, maybe old school, hip-hop, that kind of stuff. That's the audience there. Then you continue 35 to 44, 18%, 45 to 54, 15%, 55, 64, 12%, 65 and up 9%. You know what it tells you? 21% of Facebook users are above 55 years old. So that's a big number. So imagine if you're a market or demographic or wanting to find that 55-year-olds. Facebook is still a great, the best market for you to find 55-plus-year-olds on the needs that they may have, whatever product you're selling. Now, here's a couple of things that's taking place globally with Facebook users, globally. You'll kind of see where it's growing really fast and where it's flat. This is Q3, quarter Q3, users logging in 2012, versus Q3 2018, six years. Let's see what happened. US, Canada, Q3 2012, 189 million. Q3 2018, 242 million. The increase, maybe 53 million people. That's not a big increase. That's actually flat, right? Europe, 253 million. Today, 375 million. Good increase, bigger than US and Canada, but still not a big increase, 120 million increase. Look at the rest of the world, 288 million to 736 million, massive increase, but nothing is close to APAC, which is Asia Pacific. 277 million to 917 million. That's more than 3X on what's happening on APAC. So Facebook, just like you being a business owner, entrepreneur, is sitting there saying, what is our capacity in US, Canada? What is our capacity in Europe? What's growing? And they're starting to realize where APAC is. We'll talk a little bit more about APAC here in a minute. When we go to some other data, you'll be blown away on what's taking place here. So that's some of the stuff with Facebook. Now, one of the things that took place that's been changing lately, it's for the longest time, you and I would log on to Facebook more than any other website. Facebook was number one. So you would ask, hey, which of these websites do you log on to on a daily basis? 
People would say, number one is Facebook, but it's changed. Number one today is officially YouTube. 73% of users say, every day I log on to YouTube. Think about it for yourself. What percentage are you? 73% say, I'm always on YouTube. 68% Facebook, 35% Instagram. Instagram's come up tremendously. And then you have Pinterest. A lot of us don't pay attention to Pinterest. Pinterest, 29%. Snapchat is still up there, 27%. LinkedIn, 25%. I, I still... I still see LinkedIn having the biggest, I see LinkedIn for entrepreneurs and business people being a massive vertical to pay attention to. 25%, Twitter is 24%, WhatsApp is 22%, Twitter, believe it or not, 24%. So those are the numbers on what's taking place. So now, let's look at stories. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to do Snapchat stories or Instagram stories, or I don't know if I want to do Instagram stories. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that crazy. Look at the numbers. 400 million stories are sent every day on Instagram. 400 million every day. Number two is Snap at 186 million. Snap came out with stories. Now, Instagram does more stories than Snap does, 186. Facebook, Facebook stories, most of us don't use it. It's still 150 million stories on a daily basis. Facebook Messenger, 70 million. And Facebook is trying to combine Messenger stories, Instagram, WhatsApp, all of it under the same platform, which that's going to make it very, very... The amount of power Facebook's going to be able to have, I know they're dealing with a lot of their security and all these other si- stuff that they're dealing with. They're going to continue facing. There's going to be a lot of scrutiny they're going to face. But Facebook is still the juggernaut. And Mark Zuckerberg is still an actively involved CEO that wants to compete on the marketplace. He's not a guy that's golfing six, seven days a week. He's in the game trying to make Facebook better and more competitive. He has some issues. They got a lot of privacy issues. The, the consumer's trust has gone down with Facebook. The numbers prove People have lost a lot of trust with Facebook, but having said that, it is still a behavior that you and I have on a daily basis, and they know that, right? So Stories is up there. One of the ones that came out recently, YouTube, about a year and a half ago, a year ago, where they started doing Stories. LinkedIn is also about to come out with Stories. They're doing a little bit of that, but this is not going away. Again, do you remember when I said if you went to a club called Facebook, the average person at that nightclub is going to be about 35 years old, 54%. If you go into the club of Stories, This club is filled with 20-year-olds. So do you want 20-year-old customers? Or do you want 35, 40, 50-year-old customers? It all depends on who you're going after. And by the way, this club is also the 14, 15, 16-year-olds that five, 10 years from now are going to remember you and stay uh, emotionally connected to your brand. If you stay with them and stay loyal to them, they'll be with you 10 years from now when they turn 28 years old, 27 years old. Something to pay, pay attention to. So now, Let's talk a little bit about cable TV, subscription, video on demand, and as well as advertising video on demand. Just to kind of tell you what's advertising and, you know, subscription. Subscription is more like the Netflix, Hulu, you know, uh, advertising video demand would be YouTube. So now, today, user-based, Netflix is still at the top. Then it's Amazon Prime, number two. Then it's Hulu, then HBO Now, believe it or not. Then Sling came up, DirecTV Now, Hulu Live, and YouTube is still not up there. YouTube is number eight. YouTube is actually... You know, trying to do the subscription thing with YouTube Red and some of these other things that they're doing. But they're they're trying to look at right now saying, what is our blue ocean? Because just like Google Plus tried to compete with Facebook saying, we have the biggest platform. We can easily compete with Facebook and beat them because everybody logs on to Google every day. And no one did anything with Facebook. YouTube is kind of starting to sit there and say, wait a minute. 
we are we're an advertising video on demand where people can go out there and watch content why are we not doing good with subscription based and a lot of that has to do with original series they're actually thinking about doing an original series without charging you for like you don't have to do like a you know uh, the big original series narcos all these things that they're doing they want to go in the direction of doing original series except for free complete different approach they want to take because of the advertisers will spend more money on the original series so we'll see what YouTube's going to do obviously YouTube is ran by a couple brilliant people but a lot of brilliant minds in that company at Google they're not going to be forgotten about they're going to do something there that's something to be thinking about all right so the next I want to take a look at is cable TV here's what's happened with cable TV in the last five years they lost 10 million users very simple from 2013 that 103 million users today they have 93 million users projected to get to the 70 million users in the next 10 years and by the way very obvious what's taking place no one's playing a guessing game saying oh my gosh I'm surprised but I want you to be thinking about this remember how I said if you go to a Facebook club the average person that attends that club is going to be above 35 years old 54 percent is going to be above 35 if you go to stories it's going to be 20s and some teenagers will show up if you go to a nightclub hosted by cable TV the average attendee is going to be 50 to 55 years old and higher just so you know that's the viewership that they have but businesses still know that there's a lot of value for cable TV they're still advertising they're still putting the money behind it Super Bowl commercial ads 30 seconds is 5.3 million dollars last year I think was 5.24 million dollars so it's not like it's dropping or it's going up companies are still willing to spend money although one of the biggest brands in the world one of the biggest brands most recognizable brand in the world has decided to not do a halftime Super Bowl commercial this year for the first, first time in over 10 years and that's Coca-Cola their idea is a completely different thing they want to do they want to bring the country together by doing a commercial right before the national anthem the message is towards what happened with the NFL two years ago with Colin Kaepernick they kind of want to bring America together so Schumer you know all the issues we're facing with Pelosi Trump the wall Republicans Democrats CNN MSNBC Fox what can we do to bring America together? Jeep did this a couple years ago with a commercial. was a massive hit. If they go that approach, I think Coca-Cola is going to come out a winner here for cable TV. But we'll see what happened there. Here's another number to be looking at. Digital ads on videos, online videos, has gone from $4 billion in 2010 to $35 billion in 2018. That's 9x in a span of eight years. That's a lot. That means companies are spending money on video realizing... It's a good idea for us to advertise on YouTube. It is a good idea for us to advertise on Facebook. It is a good idea. People are there. They're watching it. So what about us spending more money? They're fully trusting on what's taking place. By the way, it's estimated for this $35 billion to go to $90 billion in the next five to seven years. So that thing is not slowing down. Having said that, ad blocking. Ad blocking is something that different generations are better at. Let me explain. According to the research that I have, which I'll give you the link to look at, 40 million millennials know how to block ads better than any other generation 40 million millennials block ads only 20 million gen x's and 11 million baby boomers so you can see which generation is more tolerant for ads versus the generation that isn't tolerant for ads but regardless of what's taking place there's still ads taking place but they also know how to block the ads generation by generation by generation that takes me to the next part of length consumption you know a lot of times if you hired a marketing firm back in 2010 2012 2013 they would tell you making long videos is not good it, the best format for videos is three minutes your videos are too long we hired this marketing agency your videos are way too long people don't like 20 minute videos people like three minute videos and today years later we said you know what we're sticking to this years later today 
our biggest viewed videos, millions of views video, they're all over an hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and everybody's like, what happened here? And some of the shorter format videos we did, 28,000, 19,000, 42,000. So the whole idea about length, is there really truth behind it? A lot of people thought there is. Let me show you what's happened in the last two years. Three different examples I got for you. These are short formatted videos, zero to five minutes. Uh, medium formatted videos, five to 20 minutes, and then long form videos, 20 plus minutes. Q1. 2016 is the orange, Q1 2018 is the red. Ready? Short. We went from 55% of videos being zero to five minutes in Q1 of 2016 to 38%. We're making fewer shorter videos than we did back then. Medium has gone from 16% in 2016 to now 9%. However, the only one that's on an uptick is the long format videos, 20 minutes plus. It has gone from 29% to 54%. Why? Because viewers have told content creators, if your content you're creating is value-based, I will watch it. If it's not, I'm not gonna watch it. This is one of the reasons why I think the one video you need to watch is a video I made saying 10 rules for content creators for entrepreneurs. Click on a link over here to go watch that video. It'll kind of give you an idea on how you need to be making content for yourself that fits your model. Because if you don't do it right, it will fail you. If you do it right, it'll benefit you. So the data about shorter videos, I don't know how much truth there is behind it. From 10 years ago, people are starting to say, I want long format videos. By the way, here's the kicker. For some of you guys that are podcasters, the data, the report that I'll send you for you to watch, the report on the podcasts to watch that are the long podcasts, people are not liking longer podcasts today. Minus the guys in the marketplace that are doing very, very good, and there's about 100 of them. Everybody else that's trying to get into podcast form to do a hour, two hour, three hour podcast, users are saying, I can't stay on there for too long. However, the podcast, the new ones that are all of a sudden excelling are formats of 24 minutes, 16 minutes, 18 minutes, 12 minutes. Podcasts that are only 12 minutes, 14, 24 minutes, people are starting to like them. Obviously, number one podcast still around the world is NPR, and then you have some of the other guys that's out there, but the name-wise individual is Joe Rogan. He's doing a very good job with the podcast, crushing the game himself. But for the people that are trying to get into it, our formatted podcast may not favor you right now. Video is slightly different because I'm watching, I'm listening, I'm feeling podcasts, I'm just listening, right? So that's the formatting there. Now, a couple other numbers. Ad and media buying. Where should you advertise? This was a media summit that took place earlier in 2018, and all the buyers were there. And they asked them a question, ranking one to five, which one of these platforms are priority to you to advertise? One being exploratory, five being most important. Here's what they scored. Google at the top, 4.6. It's above Facebook, 4.1. Insta is number three with 3.6. How wild is that? Insta is number three at 3.6. YouTube, number four with 3.2. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is fifth place at 2.2. Pinterest 2.1, Amazon is coming up like you wouldn't believe. Amazon's gonna get into the ads game like never before. They, they, they are already in the subscription game, but they're getting in the ad game as well. Now there's three different places for people to advertise on Amazon. They're gonna get that money as well. Then you have Snap 1.9, and then you have Twitter at the bottom with 1.7. So it's something for you to be thinking about that Google is still at the top, then it is, you know, you have Facebook, Insta, YouTube. The one number that a lot of people don't pay attention to is I pay very close attention to two numbers, two stats, Insta and LinkedIn, Insta and LinkedIn. 
there is a lot going on there. I know a lot of you are already taking advantage of it. If you're not, you got to start really researching more Insta and putting your game plan around LinkedIn and Insta if that's where your customers are going to be at. Okay, having said that, let's look at some global trends. Let's have some fun here. This is pretty wild. I mean, I was in India earlier in 2018 and spoke in front of uh, 5,000 people to the IIT Institute. And I was there with former chairman of State Bank of India. It's got like 240,000 employees and we spoke to the engineers. And I gave them a message. I said, listen, I want you to realize what's happening right now in India with the ideas of capitalism, entrepreneurship, all this stuff. What's been happening with India? The level of hunger, and you guys are producing some of the best engineers in the world. American companies are hiring engineers from India. I went to an insurance company. The entire floor, there was 200 engineers working on this, on this floor. The entire floor. If I told you 80% was Indian, I'd be off. More than 80%, they were all Indian. I said, why? He says, I love hiring people from IIT. They come here, we want them all. They're so amazing engineers. They're the best engineers. We recruit them on board, right? But watch these numbers here and what's been taking place. So global trends, internet users, China versus India. India started late with internet users. In 2010, China had 457 million internet users. India had only 63 million. That's a big difference, by the way. These are the top two countries in the world population-wise. Number one, India number two. I think China's ahead of India by like a couple hundred million people, right? 457 to 63. Look what happens here. 2018, eight years later, China, 802 million. India, 431 million. Percentage of growth, China 75%, India's growth is 484%. They grew their users by 409. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and just say India is not a market to pay attention to. Let me give you a whole different number here. PewDiePie versus T-Series. T-Series is like the channel in India for music, music videos, all this stuff, right? In 2017, January, PewDiePie had 51 million subscribers. T-Series only had 14.5 million subscribers. As of right now, today, whatever today's date is, like January 25th, 2019, PewDiePie's at 82 million, small lead over T-Series, 82 million. Why? Market is massive in India. And they're learning about capitalism, entrepreneurship, business, the prime minister, the, the president, their beliefs in capitalism and is pushing it. And the younger generation is eating this stuff up. And they're just learning. Can you imagine if India actually really starts competing, what could happen with their GDP? I did a, couple, a video a couple of videos ago talking about where they rank for GDP. You're going to see a lot of stuff happening here. And by the way, the one thing about India you got to realize is they have less regulation about being on other sides versus China. China keeps everybody internal. India actually allows people to go on YouTube and Instagram. Not a lot of it here. They're like controlled. They're like every one of their social media apps to be through. There's most of them do. They got an app that just came out. I think it's called Toku. It's like a musically with Snapchat and Instagram combined. In 2018 first half, they're number one in the most apps downloaded for China, over 101 million, over every other app downloaded in the first half of 2018. So they're competing, but it's internal. And India does it with every other country around the world, I see something happening here with India. Maybe not like a year thing, it could be a three, five, 10 year thing to be paying attention to. Last but not least, do you remember when I said earlier there was two numbers, 46 million versus 30 million? 46 million, 30 million, ready? Here's what that is. 46 million viewers logged on to watch the League of Legends World Championship game. That's eSports. 46 million people around the world logged on to watch the League of Legends World Championship game. You know what was 30 million? 30 million people around the world 
Watch the NBA championship game. 30 million versus 46 million esports. Guess what? In the age category of 18 to 34, percentage of viewers of age category 18 to 34, you know what is the most viewed sport for age category of 18 to 34, percentage wise? The age category, ready? Esports, number one, 62%. 60 esports is bigger than soccer, 46%. Worldwide, it's bigger than basketball, 36%. Bigger than hockey, 29%. Tennis, 28%. NFL, 28%. Major League Baseball, 26%. Golf, 21%. Esports, last year, budget was $906 million in revenues, up 38%. Esports is here. And you're gonna see a lot of kids advertisers realize, hey, we, we better start paying attention to this year. If we want buyers of 18 to 34, we better pay attention to what? Esports. And by the way, I got a lot of stats to give you on esports. I would be able to fill up all over the place if I was to give it to you, but I'm not gonna do that. The part that you need to know about esports, 380 million total viewers around the world. 380 million total viewers around the world who follow esports and they actually watch it. These are not all gamers, some of them are just those who watch it on what's taking place. So by the way, all this data, everything you got from today's video means nothing unless if you have a strategy to implement and help grow your business. Do you remember earlier when I said, this is the best time ever for a small business owner to compete with the bigger companies? Because of adapting, changing, putting something in place today, you could be the India story of going from 63 million users versus China's 457 to having the biggest percentage of growth. This ought to be you putting a plan together to compete percentage-wise against the biggest competitors in your marketplace. So how do you do it? I got five points for you. Number one, first thing you got to do is identify exactly who your ideal customer is, number one. Because once you know who your ideal customer is, the next thing is what? Which platform do they hang out at the most? So I need to be there. If I'm looking for this age category, it's Facebook. If I'm looking for younger, it's stories. If I'm looking for older, maybe cable. If I'm looking for you know, uh, 30 year olds, 40, maybe YouTube. But I need to know that. So number one is who your ideal customer is. Number two is gonna be your platform. Number three, content. Look, if you're still not creating content in 2019, you are being left behind. Listen, I am not asking you to create content every day. I don't create content every day on YouTube. You know, I, I don't do it every day. I have a schedule and I started off with once a week and I work my way up. The, the thing I recommend to you is put a calendar in 2019 and stick to it. Here's what I mean. If you don't think you can do once a day, if you don't think you can do once a week, do once a month, but no matter what, you're doing it once a month. If you can write an article Sunday nights and post it on your website for people to read, start Sunday nights. But whatever you're doing, create a calendar for content creation. The video I told you earlier, 10 steps on how to create content. What's the title of that video, Mario? Was, uh, 10, uh, 10 rules for creating content. We put the link over here. Go watch that video. Actually go through it and start realizing what is your strategy on how to create content for you. So number one, customer. Number two is platform. Number three is content. Number four, budget. Once you know your customer, once you know the platform, once you are creating content, then have a budget for you to get exposed. If your audience is Insta, spend some money there. If your audience is Facebook, 
Spend some money. If it's YouTube, spend some money to put a percentage of what you're going to be doing to make a name for yourself. And last but not least, position. Positioning gives you knowing, as a small business owner, if I want to compete with the marketplace, how do I position myself to compete? If I go compete with a person, let's just say I'm the best at uppercuts, and you want to come and beat with uppercuts, you're going to lose. But maybe you have to work with speed. Maybe you have to work with kick. Maybe you have to work with something else. I made a video, I think a year and a half, two years ago, uh, called how to compete with bigger companies, size versus position. It's a short 10, 15 minute video for you to watch. I'll give you a strategy on how to do that, how to compete with bigger companies. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick David, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.